0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sick Fun Cinema Spook Show. I will be your host for tonight's affairs. On this special, we will hear tales of terror that will chill you to the bone, as well as guests regaling you tales of their youth, as well as their memories of Halloween. So sit back, relax, and prepare to have your soul chilled to its very core.
1: A farmer had a daughter for whom he cared more than anything on earth. She fell in love with a farmhand named Jim, but the farmer did not think Jim was good enough for his daughter. Keep them apart. He sent her to live with her uncle on the other side of the country. Soon after she left, Jim got sick, and he wasted away and died. Everyone said he died of a broken heart. The farmer felt so guilty about Jim's death, he could not tell his daughter what had happened. She continued to think about Jim and the life they might have had. One night, many weeks later, there was a knock on her uncle's door. When the girl opened the door, Jim was standing there your father asked me to get you he said i came on his best horse is there anything wrong she asked i don't know he said she packed a few things and they left she rode behind him clinging to his waist soon he complained of a headache it aches something terrible he told her she put her hand on his forehead why are you as cold as clay she said i hope you're not ill and she wrapped her handkerchief around his head they traveled so swiftly that in a few hours they reached the farm the girl quickly dismounted and knocked on the door her father was startled to see her didn't you send for me she asked no i didn't he said she turned to jim but he was gone and so was the horse they went to the stable to look for him the horse was there was covered with sweat and trembling with fear. But there was no sign of Jim. Terrified, her father told her the truth about Jim's death. And quickly, he went to see Jim's parents. They decided to open his grave. The corpse was in its coffin. But around its head, they found the girl's handkerchief.
2: So, we are here with a... I think our first return guest. Yeah. Uh, The man behind our theme song, Rain Architect himself, Jason. How you doing, sir? Good,
3: good, man, good. And uh, happy October to you guys. The best month of the year, am
2: I not right? Absolutely. How's the weather? Is it good up there or is it still hot like it is down here? Oh, man, it's, it's been great. Like, it was
3: hot until, like, a week and a half ago, and all of a sudden it disappeared. We've had highs at, at the highest 50 in the morning. It's been, like, 35, you know. It's like, yes, we finally have a fall. We're not going right from summer to winter, which happens some years, you know? So, yeah, it's been great, man. We actually have fall weather.
2: This weekend was the first for us. It. <laughs> it was 90 up until yeah. this weekend. <laughs> it was supposed to be so, extremely cold. Yeah. So I think the best way to start this is let's talk about Halloween in your youth. What was Halloween like for you growing up?
3: Oh, man. I mean, in my household, man, you know, my parents, they're they're very conservative parents. But when it comes to entertainment and mainly, I guess you would say movies, they were very, very liberal. And I've watched horror movies since I was very young, I vividly remember the very first time at five years old, seeing Halloween for the first time, and it was actually the TV version, so, you know. Um, But yeah, I mean, and ever since then, you know, horror has just been such a huge element of my life, so of course, you know, that went over into Halloween, you know, and trick-or-treating and You know, and then me and my friends used to do haunted houses in their yard and just, you know, I was always trying to scare people and do stuff with it. It's just always been such a huge part of my life. And, you know, Christmas is, of course, hard to ignore. Of course, when I was younger, even more, I loved Christmas. I still love Christmas, but I mean, that's always, that's great. But Halloween has always been my main thing. And for me, you know, a lot of people look forward to Halloween and I do too, but, for me, it's a month-long celebration, man. Once October 1st hits, it's Halloween for me all month. You mm. know, I just... Because it's like when Halloween gets here, it's over. You know what I mean? I, it's all good and great, but it's like... I love the whole month of it, man. The whole... This is like where all of regular society catches up with all of us horror nerds, you know?
2: <laughs> right. Um, we agree. Like, it's definitely a month-long celebration. But at the same time, I feel like... Even though this episode is meant to be a celebration of Halloween, we kind of have to talk a little bit as though it feels as Halloween is an older person's holiday now. When I was young, and probably in a year or two, we trick or treated, we carved pumpkins. That doesn't exist as much as it used to. What do you think that? Why do you think that is? Like, why has Halloween kind of become sanitized?
3: Man, I don't know. I I definitely agree with that. It's definitely not as prominent as it used to be, and I I don't really know, man. I don't know if it's just because people just take things too serious and look at horror as just silliness, you know? Like because back when we were younger, I think you know people had suspension of disbelief more when it comes to horror films and just horror stuff in general. It could, Enjoy it for the fun side of it. Now they just look at it like, oh man, zombies aren't real. All these stupid killers that come back to life—it's just stupid, silly nonsense. I don't know if that's it, but it just seems like that attitude is out there a lot with people that don't pay attention to horror. And you bring it up, you know. Mm. And I don't know if that's it or not. I don't. I don't know, but it, it definitely isn't what it used to be and i don't think that's just a matter of getting old and whatever it just it really is you know i mean you still see of course displays everywhere and you see stuff but it just doesn't yeah i agree it's not as um it's not what it once was And not that it won't ever get back to that but at this point in time you know and i don't really know i can't really pinpoint that i've thought about it a lot but i'm not real sure myself
2: yeah you know uh, I saw an interesting article one time talking about the demise of children's horror, stuff like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark. Once that stuff kind of went away was kind of the end of Halloween. Not the end, because it's still there and it's still strong, but not as strong as it once was, mainly because people feel the need to protect kids more. so And so possibly that's why it is. Yeah, it could be that.
3: I mean, you think it could be a lot more like, you know, PC-type stuff and, you know, politically correct things, you know, where, oh, you shouldn't let kids watch that stuff, you mm-hmm. know? That seems a lot more prevail in our society than ever before, but is it really helping? You know what I
2: mean? Yep.
3: I don't know. Is that? Is it? Could that be part of it? I don't know. You know, I'm, like I said, my parents were very liberal with me when it came to that stuff. I'm very liberal like that with my son. It's, I think it's how you teach them and how you, you know, talk to them about what it is they're seeing, and, you know, of course, you know, I let my son see every single thing in these, but I am way more level than a lot of parents would be, but it's, it's, I talk to him about it, too, and right. you know, we talk about it, and I, and it's something you understand, and if it's affecting him in a negative way, of course, I would never let him watch or take part in it, you know, but, hey, I did, too, man, that's why I have a different frame of mind on that stuff, so I... Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, but I definitely agree. You know, there there aren't a lot of things that are really geared towards the kids. You know, there's the whole Hotel Transylvania's and things like that. Of course, it's still there, but yeah, I mean, maybe not as much. You know, it's also maybe that that has had an effect on it. You know,
2: it's not. It's like it's it's horror related, but it's not scary. You know, like Hotel Transylvania yeah. and stuff like that. They're not scary necessarily. Yeah. So, but you know, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to say whether or not that had an effect on it, but I just thought that was an interesting theory.
3: It is. It definitely is. That's definitely something that's... uh, There's a very valid point behind that, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, to me, there's always certain things that remind me of Halloween, whether or not they're Halloween-related or not. For instance, um, when I was young, I got Nirvana's Unplugged album around Halloween, and from now on that, to me, reminds me of Halloween. Is there anything like that for you, a movie or something like that, that may not necessarily be Halloween-related, but it just kind of gets you in that mood?
3: Uh, one thing for sure, man, a, a band that I always listen to at this time of year, and I think for a lot of people my generation, my age, are the same exact way as type of negative. I mean, mm. to me, that band just epitomizes Halloween in every regard. and I, I can clearly remember... Uh, I was into the band before this point, but in nineteen ninety six October Rust came out right during the Halloween season. I believe it came out in October, if it wasn't it was into September. It's like right around Halloween time though, but I clearly remember getting that and me and my friends listening to it all the time and just the the season and everything and just That's one of those bands that if I hear a typo negative song in general, it's automatically Halloween, whether it's in April or May, December. It's just they make everything Halloween. Mm -hmm. That band in general, for me, does that, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, Couldn't agree more. (laughs) They're fantastic. Awesome
0: awesome band. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, And not just the music
3: within, the lyrics, too. Peter Steele was such an amazing lyricist. And just all the double meanings he does and all these, you know, the tongue-in-cheek and just, oh, they're just, they're perfection,
2: man. Mm-hmm. One of the most underrated voices, too. Like, he was a fantastic singer.
3: Oh, my God, yes. And he was every bit of it live, too. I was fortunate enough to see him a couple of times, and, yeah, he could definitely do all of that live.
2: Um, So, the I guess the main event of uh, our little talk, if you will, could you tell us a little about some things... From your youth that scared you?
3: Oh man, scared as a kid. Oh, there's there's a lot, but you know, I mean, if I try if I think of things, uh, a lot of things it's, it's you know tied in with horror related stuff. If, if there's one movie I can remember as a kid that used to absolutely scare the crap out of me, but I couldn't stay away from it if I ever seen it on, which was probably HBO back in my younger days. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Mm-hmm. Parts of that movie used to utterly just terrify me. The beginning, Dan Aykroyd, when he puts on that mask and turns around, is just—I mean, I'm getting chills even now because it just takes me right back to that feeling, you know. And it's like when you watch it now, it's like eh, it's cool, you know. But God, when you're a real young kid and seeing that and then the woman in the, that weird house that that woman goes up to and that woman's sitting in front of the TV and she turns around and has no mouth. And then the, the rabbit that comes up out of the hat, the all demonic rabbit, you know, mm-hmm. Oh my God, that, that, that movie used, used those scenes in particular used to scare the crap out of me, man. And then, uh, I can think of, uh, by where I used to live, there was this real infamous haunted house that was always, like, touted as, like, the scariest thing ever. And I was too young. My parents wouldn't let me go through it. But it was, like, a two-story old house. It was very reminiscent of the Myers house in the Halloween movies. It looked, looked very similar to that. And you would go into the house and go through it. And when you came out, you would actually go down a slide from the second floor down to the outside. And I can remember one time i don't know who i was with but we went my parents had me stay in the car and whoever went got to go in and i was just like outside terrified just you know my young mind wondering what was going on in this house your screams bangs all this stuff and i couldn't go in but i was i was probably more terrified than i ever would have been if i would have actually went through it you know because your mind could be so much more vivid (laughs)
2: yeah but I had something similar it like that.
3: like that, man. You know, I can I could go on for days of just instances like that. And another one, another quick one here that is kind of funny to mention now, but Maximum Overdrive, believe yes. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> the part in that movie where the kid is riding his bike and the bulldozer or whatever is coming after him and runs over him. I saw that movie as a kid, and and I I, I kid you guys not this literal truth for one whole week i had a reoccurring nightmare i think it's the only time i've ever had a reoccurring nightmare but every night i had a dream i was a kid on that bike except i was on ice and the wheels were just spinning i couldn't get away and i would get crushed and every time i would get crushed i would literally wake up screaming my head off and my parents just got so concerned and worried about it. They like they banned me from watching horror for a long time
2: after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting too to think about. It's like, uh, and it brings up an interesting thing. Like I remember being a kid and seeing the cover of a Fangoria that had Freddy Krueger on it, and then having nightmares about Freddy Krueger without ever even seeing the movie. Um,
3: yeah. Oh yeah, man. Just that imagery, you
2: know. Right. Could you pinpoint maybe the last time? that you watched something or saw something that actually affected you to the point that it, like, affected your sleep or something like that? Oh, man. Uh,
3: Not really, I would say, affected my sleep, but if I can think of two recent, you know, within the last 10 years movies that affected me, if you want me to talk about that any. Yeah, go for it. um, Yeah, not, you know, not anything with sleep, but... And, you know, you guys may think this is crazy, but the first Insidious movie fucking creeped me out, man. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that they really hit something very good with that movie. You know, I think a lot of those movies, if they were left alone and as a solo movie, they would still have more impact than they do now. But that first Insidious movie, I thought was very good at being creepy. It really, that movie gave me a creepy feeling. Yeah. And... Uh, another one that creeped me out, but for different reasons, is a Serbian film. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely understand what I mean there. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: definitely. Uh, that movie just that was, and I, might, I don't know if I mentioned this. I might have mentioned this with you guys before. I'm not sure. I've talked about it with several people, but that movie was like a turning point for me. That's where I kind of like really started not paying attention to the extreme stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. That's where I was like, okay, you know what? I think this is where I kind of jump off the wagon here and go in a different direction. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean that's that's a testament to the power of that movie too though, you know. I mean it is I've always said it is an extremely well made movie and serves its purpose, you know, but that one was, you know, in a different regard of being extremely affected
2: by something (laughs) right and i you know we talked about too and i think i think a lot of the reason why we cover the extreme films is because we just don't get the same we still love horror and we get excited about horror but it doesn't give us the same like thrill as it used to so it's like just kind of looking for something to kind of like freak us out a little bit you know oh for sure man yeah for sure that's why i i
3: would you know, I've never said anything bad about it in general. You know, I, everything that's disturbing. I totally get the purpose, the reason people watch it, and everything else. You know, just kind of for me personally, it's a point where I'm like, okay, they got the, I'll still partake sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll still go back to classics, you know, cannibal holocaust from time to time, things like that, all this Underground, all that. But, yeah, it, it definitely is. I, I mean, I think that's what happens with a lot of people. You know, it, it is kind of to see if there is something that can still jolt you and still elicit that extreme emotion in you after you've seen so much and you're desensitized but you know some people take that as being desensitized in life in general and i don't agree
2: with that
3: i think (laughs) it's entertainment and then there's desensitizing real life. But stuff in real life would affect me way, way more. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, I get affected by stuff I think even more than some people do in real life stuff. But with entertainment, it's like, ah, that's nothing, right? You know, give me some spaghetti while I'm seeing somebody's head getting drilled. I don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think you guys
2: understand that. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not nice, too when like like a regular horror film can do that too. Like for instance. I I thought that heredit there was parts of hereditary that I thought like were some of the most uncomfortable, disturbing and like unnerving stuff I'd ever seen in theaters. Oh, for sure.
3: For sure, man. That that's this whole new like art house style horror uh, thing that's happened now, like with that, which, and, you know, it comes at night, things like that. I, I'm all for it, man. I, I love that. that mm-hmm. It can be something that's not showing a lot, but that can really affect you. And especially for somebody's people that are like us, that's seen a whole lot, you know, that's, that's really awesome.
2: Like, don't want to spoil anything, but the car scene in particular, I was with a group of people and we were all like, like our jaws were on the floor. Like we could not believe it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, you, you, you see so many movies and you expect one thing, like you expect him to turn around and scream, no, or mm-hmm. something, and just, no, he doesn't have that reaction. And then you start getting real uncomfortable because he's uncomfortable to even look back. Yeah, you silent. And it makes you start thinking like, okay, I haven't seen this done this way before, what's going to happen? So it just makes the whole thing really awkward, but very real, much more real than what you normally see in a situation like that in a movie, I think.
2: Yep. Um, back onto the Halloween thing what is what is the go-to movies for you that like that is the ones that represents Halloween and just they don't have to be about Halloween but just like that gets you in the spirit
3: Um, I mean of course there's several and going kind of off the beaten path of just saying you know the original Halloween of course that's on everybody's list and it's online as well but uh, go off the beaten path a little bit. Probably not for many people that listen to your show, but for a lot of, you know, just regular everyday people, I would have to say Satan's Little Helper for sure. Yes. Uh, I just, I love that movie, man. And it's, it's not the best made movie. There's a lot of mistakes and errors in it, but I just love the hell out of it, man. It's such a fun movie. It's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um and uh trick or treat 1986 sandy kerr that one that is one of my ultimate go-to movies which desperately
2: needs a region region a blu-ray release right uh and then more
3: recently um the independent film the barn i don't know if you guys seen that yes
2: the barn is fantastic
3: yeah that's that's another one that's that's after I saw that last year, I'm like, okay, this is an every year thing. And I just recently heard they are doing a sequel, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. And then there's Trick or Treat, the anthology, of course. I mean, you're kind of getting into every, everybody's territory now you know right. that one. But it's hard to deny, man. It's such a perfect movie. There's nothing at all to change in that.
2: Mm-hmm. And talk about capturing the atmosphere. I mean, Jesus.
3: So it captures the, the spirit and vibe and month. And, oh, my gosh, man. I mean, but, yeah, that's 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 some of my go-to ones. It's outside of the Halloween franchise, of course, and stuff like that.
2: Right. Uh, did you ever see Tales of Halloween?
3: I did, yes. that That is another one, yeah. I've only seen it one time, man, and I've never bought it yet. But I really liked it, and I don't know
2: why I haven't bought it yet because I did like it a lot. I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. One. What made me think about that one is uh, there's a segment in it that reminds me a ton of Satan's Little Helper. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, there's the one oh, where yeah. the kid, uh, he literally like meets up with the devil and like, they go on like a rampage together. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I feel like yeah. someone's definitely seen uh, Satan's hour. Little Helper. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, man, I
3: forgot about that.
2: Like I said, I've only seen that once.
3: Like, Mike just came out,
2: like what was that, two two years ago? Two or three maybe? years ago, yeah. Yeah, I need to watch it again. I think it's on Netflix now, too. I, I think, think so, it. yeah. It is? Um, yeah. A movie yeah. that I have to bring up, because I know we all three champion the heck out of it, is uh, Hack-O-Lantern. Oh, yes. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Just talk a little bit about yeah, Hack-A-Lantern and how you, what you feel about it. <laughs> well, uh, I had never
3: seen that movie, man, until um, there was a Pittsburgh Film Festival three years ago, and Louis Justin, the head of Massacre Video, was, like, showing, he was, like, helped put that thing on, and he was showing Hack-A-Lantern in 35mm, he kept telling me, like, Jason, hey, Make sure you're in there to see this, Jason. You gotta see this, Jason. This beach troll too, Jason, Jason, Jason. So me and him and some other friends actually sat in the balcony together and watched this thing and I just I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, dude, how does this movie not have such a huge fan base? I don't get it at all, you know? And at the time he was working on the Blu-ray release and now it's out there and now more people seen it. And it's kind of catching on. It seems like you start. It seems like more and more you're hearing more people hear about that movie because it's so freaking awesomely terrible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and last year, you know, me and my buddy Crazy Roy, were always do a, a Halloween party and plan all these movies and everything. And that was one of my picks last year. Nobody here had seen it. And by the end of it, nobody could stop talking about it. Right. It's so it's so awesome, so perfect for what we go for with our party. You know, it's like the perfect
2: pick. And I knew it would be. It's like, guys, gotta see this, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just a... It's so fun. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's it's crazy, man. It's just so... how How is that movie... And that's, that's what's so awesome about the horror genre. Every time you think you've seen it all or you've seen all these little cult films, you haven't. There's always something yep. that pops up out of nowhere, you know?
2: Yeah, It. You were the first person I heard talk about it, and then I picked up that Blu-ray, and I was like, yep, that's uh, that's going to be a go-to every year. <laughs>
3: it's, it's a winner, man. It's a winner. And it, and it, and it really does seem like more you know, and more people talk about it, especially... That massacre Blu-ray release really brought new life to that film, and that's why you know Massacre's so awesome because they, you know, Lewis has a knack for finding these films like that. Mm-hmm. It's just wow, where was this all my life?
2: Right. <laughs> 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 to uh to kind of wrap up, uh, just give us some Halloween memories, like maybe a Halloween that is special or doesn't have to be from your youth. Could be from any time. Just uh just a good Halloween memory. Um,
3: man, for me, uh, I would say, you know, besides, of course, the trick-or-treating and stuff always as a kid, you know, you always think of those memories. But for me, man, when I start really getting into it is when I start getting into scaring people, like me and my buddies doing little uh, Halloween, you know, trick-or-treat scary I'm on a house yard. Like, we, it's so silly. Park once we had this shit. And we would open the doors on it and put this piece of wood in front of it. And we didn't have a chainsaw, so what we did is we had we had a weed eater, but it had the old, you know, the gas motor on it. Right. (laughs) Stand in this shed, fire that thing up, kick that piece of wood down every time kids came by and it sounded like a chainsaw. Damn it we had fun with it. We'd go up to the fence and start running along the bottom of the
2: fence making kids scream with a freaking weed eater, man. <laughs> but
3: you know, then you think of Friday the thirteenth part seven where he has that weed eater with the blade on it. Hey, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, in my twenties actually when I did my first one as a team man, I got into doing haunted houses big time, man. Like got there was some really good haunted houses in Ohio and I used to live over there and I would work in them and just year after year after year and one of them's still there, and it's, like, one of the biggest ones in Ohio, maybe the entire, you know, East Coast, Land of Illusion, it's, like, a huge, like, Halloween theme park now, but, like, I worked there, man, back in its very beginning stages, it's just nuts to see how huge it is now, now they have a water park there in the summer and everything, like, it's, it's insane, man, but, um, those are just awesome memories, man, just working in haunted houses and being around all the people that's into it, and helping design scenes and, you know, helping build sets and everything. Just, uh, man, I just, I love this time of year so much. And I'm 41 years old, and I think I love it more than I ever have. I'll be 80 years old and be like, Halloween! Mm. You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, we appreciate you coming on and uh, celebrating the greatest month of the year with us. Thank you so and much. Uh, we would like to say happy Halloween, sir.
3: Thanks a lot, guys, and happy Halloween to you, too. I appreciate you having me on again.
0: This story is called The Thing" by Alan Schwartz. Ted Martin and Sam Miller were good friends. They spent a lot of time together. On this particular night, they were sitting on a fence near the post office. Talking about one thing and another, there was a field of turnips across the road. Suddenly, they saw something crawl out of the field and stand up. It looked like a man, but in the dark it was hard to tell for sure. Then it was gone, but soon it appeared again. It walked halfway across the road, then it turned and went back into the field. Then it came out a third time and started towards them. By now Ted and Sam were scared and they started running. But when they finally stopped, they decided but when they stopped, they decided they were being foolish. They weren't sure what had scared them, so they decided to go back and get a better look. Pretty soon they saw it, for it was coming to meet them. It was wearing black pants, a white shirt, and black suspenders. Sam said, I'm going to try to touch it, then we'll know if it's real. He walked up to it and peered into its face. It had bright penetrating eyes sunk deep in its head. It looked like a skeleton. Ted took one look and screamed, and again, he and Sam ran. But this time, the skeleton followed them. When they got to Ted's house, they stood in the driveway and watched it. It stayed out in the road for a while, then it disappeared. A year later, Ted got sick and died. Towards the end, Sam sat up with him every night. The night Ted died, Sam said he looked just like the skeleton.
1: Right, so we're we're here with another recurring guest uh Gilbert. So um what, what what do you think is special about Halloween?
4: What I think special about Halloween? Um it's just a, a, a great time of year. The weather's starting to cool off. It's uh, feeling nice outside. Uh I don't like being hot, so I'm usually outside doing more activities uh, around this area in East Tennessee. The the leaves uh, start to change colors, and it, it looks really you know beautiful this time of year. Um, and it's kind of the start to the holidays, or at least with our group, we've usually went to like a convention, and and it's starting to get cooler, and starting to think about you know Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that. So it's just kind of the the startup of the the holiday season and the last stretch of the year.
1: Uh what are your like go to movie picks for around this time of year? Uh Halloween go to movie picks. Um
4: Usually Hocus Pocus is kinda the family. Uh we all we've always got together and watched Hocus Pocus every year. Uh of course, you know, we all get together and watch movies every year. Oh yeah. Uh most of the time uh trick or treats on that list. Um I really like House of a Thousand Corpses. I think that's just, I don't know why that gives me a Halloween vibe, but I, I dig that one around this, this time of year. Um, and, and basically just any kind of scary movie. Uh, I, you know, I don't have cable TV anymore, which I guess a lot of people don't have that. That's uh, true. <laughs> So I used to love just finding stuff on TV this time of year. Hmm. Uh, the original Amityville Horror used to be one that I'd find most years, it feels like. Yeah. So any, any kind of scary movie, anything with a, a fall vibe, um, it's probably the go-tos. I went and watched the new Halloween this year. Oh, what would you think about that? Um, at first, I wasn't... I, I'm going to call it like a, a 5 out of 10 for me. It's grown on me. Some aspects of the movie I didn't care much for, but uh, I can't wait till more of you guys see it so I can talk about
1: it. All right. Um, Like, <laughs> growing up, there's always weird things in movies and TV shows that, like, I guess the best way to describe it is terrify you <laughs> or scare you? Like, like for example, like shows like Curves the Cowardly Dog scared the shit out of me as a kid. Is there any shows or movies like that that did that to you? Um, As I've become a, an adult, uh, I'm
4: dead inside. and <laughs> <movies>. oh, well. <laughs> 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 movies don't really scare me too much um, when I was young um, which I grew up watching horror films you know I was I guess one of the last generations to get the the wonderful video uh, store experience of going there on Friday nights getting a pizza uh, picking out a scary movie and I'm trying to think of one that really freaked me out and honestly I can't think of any that really freaked me out but one movie that I remember as a kid that always affected me was Milo and Otis. Really? Yes. I, there, there's a part, I which I was real young, yeah. but there's a part where like Milo and Otis split up. And I was like, dear God, they're never, <laughs> this is it. Because also, I would never sit still long enough to watch the whole movie. So I could just get to that part and probably <laughs> never finish to, to the reunion
1: at the end. I don't even know if they reunite at the end. I I I'm pretty sure they they do. It's been a very, very long time since <laughs> I've even remotely even thought about that movie, but Now,
4: as a kid we also used to do a thing where we would uh illegally <laughs> video record some of these cassettes and I <laughs> wore out Terminator Two and Tremors. So oh, shit. <laughs> like five and six to to probably twelve year old me wore those tapes out. Um I found shrunken heads. Oh god around that age yeah. uh and I watched it again as an adult adult and realized oh my gosh this movie is bonkers <laughs> uh that really really wasn't meant for me I even watched some of the trauma movies like the toxic avenger movies as a young young man which I probably shouldn't have uh, been watching at that age but uh but all that stuff I used to um uh, I used to be afraid of like the dark a little bit but I grew up on a farm and eventually it just got commonplace to be outside at night and I kinda lost my fear of the dark. Yeah. Um but there's there's nothing that I can think of. One thing that looks creepy now, uh which I was a little too old to be afraid, was the slab episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog.
1: Yeah, that that one's uh <laughs> it it's creepy. Kids to today
4: least. probably don't get to watch Scooby Doo. Scooby-Doo was great. It didn't creep me out any, but I mean, just a show that came on all the time, and it always had monsters and and stuff in it, Uh, which I'm just going on now, but uh, it seems like as a kid I can remember all the commercials, and like, you'd have Roseanne, right, but they'd be a Halloween Roseanne, or Tool Time, but they'd be Halloween Tool Time. Also, uh, it just seems like that seemed to be a bigger thing, it's like you'd have Halloween episode things. And maybe it still is, and I just don't watch enough sitcoms and stuff like that to to actually know. But
1: yeah, I mean, it it does feel like in in, in a weird way that society kind of strays a little less from Halloween in like mainstream stuff. So I I understand where you're coming from on that. One thing uh,
4: that was pretty awesome that this reminds me of is uh, which McDonald's is doing like a kind of a Halloween themed yeah giveaway right now. But uh, Coca-Cola used to have a uh, These packs that have monsters of the gridiron. It have football players dressed up like monsters, like (laughs) on football cards, and then some kind of like goofy little thing on the back about them. And it come with like a scratch off ticket with it as well, where you can win like a free coke or whatnot.
1: That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's
4: cool. I I went back and found them on eBay. uh, eBay for like twelve bucks, you can get the whole set of them.
1: (laughs) That's pretty cool. But I I don't know if I have any more. (laughs) questions but is anything you like to add oh well um halloween i don't
4: know this time of year is um uh, it's fine uh the newer tradition is we always get together uh me and most of the you and john and and your family and we watch some some movies every year um as a kid i remember um you know we go trick-or-treating it seems like my most the costume my most was in was a vampire Cause I always wanted to be something scary. Yeah. But my family wasn't about to spend any money, so <laughs> I had to go. We had to. I had to go cheap. I would get like a dollar <laughs> pair of teeth and fake blood and a cape. So, I always wanted to be a Frankenstein. Never got to be that. Uh, when I was a kid, my grandmother would actually hand make some costumes, but nothing scary. I remember. Well, I've seen pictures of me as this bear when I was real little, and the last one I remember, I guess, when I become conscious of myself. I was I had a Mickey Mouse costume, and my sister had a Minnie Mouse. But I was like, I don't want to be this mouse. This is not. I felt it was not manly <laughs> enough. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so I just wore the the tights, and uh, I ran around and I was like, I am a cat burglar. I burgle. Uh, <laughs> because I, I I refused the the whole mouse thing. Cause I thought that was too feminine for me. Which uh, no, I'm not very. Alpha male now, so I don't know what
1: (laughs) what the deal was. That sounds amazing, but yeah. Well, thanks for coming on again. All right. Well, it's been terrible. Oh well, you know. (laughs) So you had a bad time.
4: Well, yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) I began tucking him into bed, and he tells me, "Daddy." Check for monsters under my bed, I look underneath for his amusement and see him, another him, under the bed staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody on my bed.
1: So we're here with our uh, first-time guest, Robbie, uh, who uh, is, has experiences with paranormal and ghosts in the past. Would you like to share some of your experiences?
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a huge uh, believer in ghosts and paranormal. Uh, I've seen a few things that uh, I question, but, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I've had some weird experiences. Uh, a long time ago in uh, Greene County, Tennessee, there was this old house two story house, looked to have been from the uh turn of the century, and uh people would move into it and then they wouldn't stay very long. They they would start to renovate it and then they would move out. So uh I was there with uh, a lady one time, we were driving around and we saw the house was open. Um uh, had a realty sign in the yard so no cars were there. So we thought well, you know, let's come around check it out. We're there. Um looked in the window i could see they were remodeling the kitchen and we're doing some pretty nice work to it but they just stopped so uh we're just kind of cruising around the property checking it out and i noticed the back door is open so not usually a person to do something like that but i thought well it is empty there's nobody here and there's a realty sign in the yard so they're you know they want people to look at the house so uh, we decided we'd just go ahead and check it out. And that way, if we didn't like it, there was no need to worry about calling a realty agent. Right. <clears throat> so we've been there a uh, couple of minutes. We're walking around. We go upstairs. Uh, we go down this kind of a long hallway. I split off into a different room. Uh, there's an old balcony. And uh, I see this balcony. And of course, you know, if there's a balcony, you want to go look at it. I mean,
0: yeah.
5: uh, I want to see if it was structurally sound. So as I walk in, I see this couch, and it's a really old couch. I mean, it looks like it's 100, maybe even 1800s. It's an old really? couch. I mean, it the material looked old. It, it was definitely antique. And it looked like someone had been laying on this thing so often that it had their body imprint in the cushion. I mean, it looked like someone had laid on this thing a million times. So I thought, well, you know, hey, you know, somebody's had it a long time. Kind of odd they didn't take it with them when they cleared the house out. Yeah, but you know, I, you know, you just kind of glance around. You know, I'm wanting to get in and out, not paying, as, you know, an extra amount of attention to stuff. So I walk out to the balcony. It is sketchy as crap. I mean, it <laughs> is it is not structurally sound. So I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't be using this a whole lot until it got remodeled. But when I turned around and walked back into the the room the couch the imprint was not there anymore oh that's weird it was just like someone had just gotten up so now the uh, you know that's a little creepy i mean you just turn around and you're like uh, okay so that's not right so i walk into the hallway to tell her to come look at the couch she's not there
1: oh god so
5: i'm like calling out it's an empty house so the sound you know reverberates pretty well so i'm like where are you nothing so I go downstairs. She's not downstairs. I look outside through the window. She's in the car. So I'm like, what the crap? So I, I go out there. I'm like, why did you leave me in the house? She goes, well, I was standing there. I heard somebody whisper my name. I thought it's you. i like, why are you whispering? And then I felt a cold hand on my back, on my uh-huh. shoulder area. So I turned around to ask why your hands are so cold. You're not there. Mm. She said, so, uh, I'm not going to lie, I ran. I was like, you, so you thought there was a ghost in the house, and instead of bothering to say something to me, you just ran. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I'm not proud of it, but I left your ass okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really weird. So, yeah, it was, uh, uh, needless to say, I don't just stop and randomly look at houses anymore.
1: Jeez. <laughs> But is is that the uh, the only experience you've had or have you had multiple and if so how many
5: well um that was the last time I'd had one for a really long time I was in my early 20s then and I'm a, a little bit older now and uh but I I mow cemeteries as a side business uh, not just cemeteries but yards but yeah. I've mowed cemeteries for over 20 years uh never have I you know ever felt uncomfortable or you know anything along that lines i mean it's just it's just work you know right um but one time i was mowing a a cemetery it's a small cemetery not too far from here actually and um it was starting to get later in the evening and i was trying to hurry and get done i didn't want to have to come back the next day and uh, i'm on a real old lawnmower it's an antique lawnmower and the lights were on it but they barely worked uh they were really dim and uh, i had a small stretch about uh, probably the size of a tractor trailer left and i was really just you know i was pushing this mower as hard as it would go i wanted to get done and get loaded up and, and get home before it got dark and i make a turn and as i make this turn i see a guy standing there like pretty close i mean and and instantly i just locked the lawnmower up because you know i'm not expecting somebody to be standing in the cemetery and yeah. i locked the up so hard it literally threw me forward onto the steering wheel. Oh my god. And i kind of rock forward and as i rock back up there's nobody there.
1: Oh man. <laughs>
5: and you know i'm stunned. I'm, I'm sitting there looking around. I'm I'm because you know I was instantly thinking how did somebody cover the entire distance of the cemetery without me seeing him coming? Yeah. And then i'm thinking how did they disappear so quickly? And at first, I'm thinking to myself, you know, well, maybe I maybe I just thought I saw somebody. Um, but I could recount every detail. I could recount every detail of what he looked like. He was tall, skinny, in his 70s, wearing a ball cap and a blue workman's uniform like a, a maintenance man would wear with a pocket protector with two pins in it. That's and, crazy. Yeah, I mean, and... and it. I wanted to think I didn't see it. I really did. I wanted to. I wanted to go. This is bull crap. You know, there's no such thing as spirits and ghosts. And you know, no matter how much I tried to pretend it didn't happen, I know it did. Yeah. And that's weird to me because I'm a. I'm not a believer in the paranormal as per se, or you know, I don't want to believe it in it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's. It was odd. Let's just put it that it was odd. And and it did give me a bit of a cold chill, and I hurried up and I got done. And I'm not going to lie; every time I mow that cemetery now, I I look, I look extra, pay attention extra hard to the things around me. You know, I yeah, you know, it,
1: it, I would. I can understand. I don't want to say it's a
5: ghost. I really don't. Yeah, but it was unnerving. It was unsettling, and I did see something because. You know, if you think you see something, details aren't prevalent. But this, this, I know every detail of what I saw.
1: Because it's something that really sticks out in your mind.
5: Yeah, I mean, to this day, I mean, I I can see the man's face. You know, and and it really reminded me a lot of my grandfather. You know, but um, he passed away when I was five. And I really don't have a lot of vivid memories of him, but from the photos I've seen, yeah, you know, it kind of reminded me a lot of him. So, therefore, I mean, it really stuck out to me. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I couldn't imagine, like, be doing something, just to see someone standing there and then look away for just a second and then realize there's no one there. So.
5: Yeah, it's uh. It's uh, one of those things. I mean, you know, you don't want to believe it, especially if, you know, like me, a person who is a skeptic. And, uh, you know, uh, I know there's always going to be things in life we can't explain. But to me, it's just really, I mean, uh, I hate to say that I'm a believer, but I'm far
1: less of a skeptic now. I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. You have anything else you like to add or...
5: Uh the only other thing that's really through me is uh I used to squirrel and deer hunt a lot. Yeah. Uh locally in the area. Uh, you know, I know this area very well. Uh one evening I went squirrel hunting after work. Uh just gonna stop in. I only had like thirty, forty five minutes till dark. Thought well, you know, I'm I'm just gonna swing by here. I've got nothing else to do. So I, I go to an area, and this area is, you know, it's got a road that runs through it. It's not a, a highly traveled road, but you, you usually get cars every three to four or five minutes come through here. Mm-hmm. It is a rural back road, but uh, I get about 100 yards up into the trees up there, and I, I thought I saw a squirrel. And I was using a little twenty two rifle with a scope. So uh, I stop, and I brace up against a tree, and I keep watching this area about 50 60 feet up the ridge because i'm expecting to see the squirrel pop out on a limb so i'm sitting there and i'm looking at them and just very intently looking through the scope trying to pick out the squirrel and behind me to the left i hear this god-awful noise and the only thing i can equate it to it sounded like a barrel rolling through the woods i mean this it was sounded heavy it It didn't sound like an an animal per se,
1: yeah,
5: but it it made a loud rushing sound to me that it sounded like something that weighed a thousand pounds, just blasting through the woods. Now, I'm not gonna lie. The hair stood up on the back of my neck, I quit breathing for a second, and my first thought was, I'm being attacked by a bear. I mean, (laughs) you know, uh, yeah, it's because it's on the other side of the tree from me. It's not that far away, but it just seems so loud. And I turned and I stared and I looked and I never saw anything.
1: It's really weird.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, and and I'm standing there trying to rationalize this in my head. And I'm like, maybe a tree limb broke off and went rolling through the woods. Maybe a, a tree actually fell. Uh, a rock maybe broke loose and rolled down, you know, something. So after about five or ten minutes, I finally get up the nerve to go that way. And mind you, I only have this little twenty-two rifle. Uh, you know, anything above uh, a fox, a it's not going to do a whole lot. Right. Um, but I worked my way over there, and I searched for the better part of 30 minutes. I mean, it was already getting close to dark. Uh, I didn't really want to be there you know, without a flashlight or anything, even though I wasn't that far from the truck. But I went back the next day, and I looked. I couldn't find anything out of the ordinary. I saw no freshly broke limbs, no freshly moved rocks, no trees that had fell over recently. Uh, But I didn't see any tracks either, so nothing really made sense to me. And I was telling this story to somebody, and they said, well, you know, that sounds like a Bigfoot. I was like, a Bigfoot? No, no. And they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, some, what else is going to make that much noise that goes rushing through the woods, you know? Yeah. Um. I thought, you know, if you've got a 1,000-pound ape out there, it's going it, to make a track or something, you know? Right. So it, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say it was a Bigfoot. Uh, I really don't because— i enjoy hunting and if there's a thousand pound damn ape in the woods (laughs) i don't ever want to go back you know what i mean i've got some bigger guns i got you know some i've got guns big enough to take down a a deer or things of that nature but the idea of there being something uh 10 foot tall that weighs a thousand pounds out there lurking around the woods i mean you can call me a pussy or something along that lines (laughs) if you want to but the idea of creeping around with a big old animal out there of that size that's semi-intelligent, yeah, I don't want that, you know. Yeah,
1: that's, that's some, that'd be terrifying.
5: I believe it would. I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to say that they're Bigfoot. I, You know, there's lots of stories about it, uh, you know, and people make up stories. People have always made up stories, but the thing that gets me are the, uh, the American Indians have drawings of Harry Man that date back over 400 years right so they were seeing something in order you know i don't think one indian was like hey i'm gonna impress my friend over here (laughs) by making up a story about a 10-foot hairy man (laughs) you know so i mean maybe i'm wrong i don't know what you know what they did for fun 400 years ago but you know i mean it's uh it's one of those things now i mean when i go to the woods i'm a little more cautious cautious i'm a little i look around a little more you know not just for the hunt, the fact of hunting, but I do pay attention to shadows a little more, or, or things of that nature. I mean, uh, I'm sure I know you're familiar with the missing four one one. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, the national park disappearances and things of that nature. And I di- really didn't know much about that at this, you know, at that time. I do now. Uh, but when I go into the woods, I mean, I look at shadows a little more, or Things that might seem just a little out of place or Mm -hmm. or sounds that I'm not familiar with, I do pay a lot more
1: attention to it. I mean, I I would too. (laughs) But we appreciate having you on. Cool, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. That's no problem. Thank you.
0: (laughs) We thank you for listening, and we hope we didn't frighten you too much. We hope that maybe we didn't cause you to lose any sleep. (laughs) But when your head hits the pillow, and right before your eyes close, before your mind drifts into the realm of dreams or nightmares, please remember, you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on Cinema.